Welcome to the Floral Podcast. This is Egro Traves. Today on the podcast, I have an old friend of mine and comedian, Dan. He will, and him and I will be talking about some of the politics. It's really not what I wanted to jump into. Uh, we actually had uh, a, a show to talk about, but I guess we're going to have to you know, do it on another time. But we did touch a, a few things and um, about what's going on. Hopefully you guys enjoy it. Um, to support the podcast, head on over to shop.thefloropodcast.com. Again, that address is shop.thefloropodcast.com. Now on with the show. Anyway, let's let's move on. Yeah, yeah. Let's um, let's get some material down here. Yeah. So okay. So welcome to the Flow Row Podcast. This is Edgar Traves with uh, my buddy, and not my cousin Dan, but can be my, yeah, might as well be my cousin Dan, but you know. It's fine, call me cousin Dan. Cousin you Dan. Know, <laughs> as long as it's, it's gonna, it's the only people who's gonna confuse is the people in your family, so you know. <laughs> so how you doing Dan? Been doing all right, you know. It's COVID nineteen. Can't do too much. Yeah, uh, I, I I found like the perfect COVID nineteen thing, which is kayaking. Kayaking. You can't you can't get much more socially distanced than in the middle of a lake. Really. You know, by yourself. So. So wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. How you how you kayaking with this right now? I live I live a block away from a lake. Are you serious? Yeah. That's dope. Yeah, I live a block away from a lake. I have a little, these little, they make these little wheeled carts. They like collapse. It's just two wheels and you strap it on the bottom of your kayak. Just roll it down there, fold the thing up, put it in the kayak and go. So how often do you go kayaking? Like two, three times a week. That's pretty fucking awesome. Yeah. And it's not, it's not a big, big lake. So like, it really only takes about like half an hour. If I want to paddle like all the way around it, I can do it. If I'm, if I'm really burning, I can do it in like half an hour, but you know, I'll, I'll paddle out there and, you know, just kind of float around in the middle of the lake for a couple hours, be by myself. Well, not a couple hours. So far the longest I've ever been out there was like an hour and a half. An hour and a half. Yeah. So, and then there's like an active hour and a half, like you're paddling the whole time, even if yeah, you're paddling. Sometimes, I'm, sometimes I'm paddling. Sometimes I'm just kind of floating, mm. you know, floating, being by myself. And sometimes I'm fishing. I haven't caught anything yet, but you know, is there is the fish there edible? I guess if you caught a big enough one, sure. Um, Have you? No, I haven't. <laughs> no. I've only ever caught these little tiny like bluegills out of there. Do you know what a bluegill is? I have no idea. Yeah, you don't know. You don't know much about fishing. No. If I remember correctly. Yeah. No. But no, they're they're just like little like like five six inch fish. You know, that's all I've ever caught out of there. Although when I was a kid, we fished at that lake, and I mean I used to catch bigger fish like catfish and stuff out of there, but I don't think we ever ate anything out of it. Huh. 
you know I what? Wouldn't, I wouldn't like be afraid to eat something out of it. It's just. I would be afraid to eat uh, out of there only because I don't know what the water is like. You know, like I don't know how healthy the water is. Well, the water is the water is typically pretty healthy because it's a there's no motors, so there's no gas in the lake. Mm-hmm. There's no like, there's no like. Um, as far as I know, there is no like runoff. There's nothing like it's a very like managed lake. Wow. So there, so so no motors. It's only like paddle or or rowboats and stuff like that, paddle boards. So it's pretty healthy as far as I know. I would I would love like you see this is one thing I don't I don't know how to fish, but if I had something like that next to me, that would be you'd, so fucking dope. Yeah, you'd learn. Yeah, yeah, I would learn. Come out and visit. I'll get you out on the lake. Put a pole, put a, a fishing pole in your hand. How, okay, so like you but you live like three hours away man come on dude the last time i went to you over to visit you you were like it was like that was like 12 years ago and i'm in a different house in a different town in a different town but you're still out in bufu well actually yeah i guess now from where where you're at now if i remember correctly it's probably even farther because you're farther south than you were I'm further. I'm further southwest. Yes. So, yeah, I guess it would be. It, it would be a ways for you to come out. So fine. When all the loony, then, then screw it. I'll go out there and just keep having fun by myself. Whatever. <laughs> I'll FaceTime you from the middle of the lake. That would be awesome. <laughs> no, all right. But hold on. So, like, when the, all the looting and all that crazy shit started, did, did you see any of that? No, actually, we, there was some that start that started like not too far from here. There were a couple of communities adjacent to here where where there was uh, looting and whatnot. And actually, you know, it's funny is we have you know I'm like in the community forum that for for my little town on 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 Facebook. Yeah, and it it was absolutely ridiculous. Like the high school students decided that they wanted to organize. I, I can't say the high school students, not like the high school students unanimously decided, you know, but some of the high school students put together a march, a black lives matter March. Like that was going to go through the downtown. Cause you know, where I live, it's very main street USA, you know? And, uh, and so like that was posted up in the community forum and it it looked like it was going to be this totally like innocent peaceful thing right like most of these marches are you know most of these protests are pretty just like peaceful innocent protests like you're supposed to do in america you know and on the facebook group these wackos these like like just lunatics were coming out of the woodwork like, oh, you don't want to do that, kids. And I'm like, I'm not making this up. They were saying, they, like, it was ridiculous. Uh, they were saying, like, posting in there, like, there's a group of men who will be there to protect the businesses of our community. And I was sitting there like, uh, what? So, like, I'm supposed to feel secure that an anonymous group of armed men who I don't know are going to be slinking around in the shadows ready to start a riot? Because that's what they were basically saying is like, if you have this march, we're going to be there to harass you into violence. 
yeah. you know? Or intimidate you or something. To be intimidating, right? And so I was like, you know what? I'm going to man up because I'll, I'll, I'll be honest. I mean, I've, I've had the kind of year where it's like, fuck, fuck if I got anything to lose, you know? Mm. Right? And uh, I was like, fine. I'm going to be the one who's going to be there to stand in front of you filthy, crazy, lunatic people, Whoa. you know? And so I, like, I, I spray painted my own shirt, like, yeah. and, and what's funny is like, I spray painted it like on one side, it's, it had like the hashtag BLM. And on the other side, it just said, be kind, right? That's all it said. And like, my thought was, I'm going to go to this protest and I'm going to stand and anybody who looks like they're there to start trouble, I'm just going to stand right in front of them. And if they're going to start trouble, they can start trouble with me, you know? And, and like, not going to, not in a, I'm going to fight them sense. Like I'll stand there and I will take the licks yeah. because I'm, I'm enormous, you know, like You're I can stand there. I can, I'm, I mean, I can stand there and take a pounding if I have to, you know? Right. Yeah. And so I'm, I'm, I'm there and I'm walking and it was, it was almost comical because it was this totally peaceful, very vibrant, um, like all of like, there were hundreds and hundreds of people in, in this town oh, wow, that came really? out, that came out to march in that thing. And they marched and like, you could, you could look up and down the street and see like there were these just totally sad sack, pathetic white dudes sitting on the benches along the street, like trying to look inconspicuous as desperately as they could. But like, they, they, okay, now I can see who this group of men is and they're laughable. They're laughable. I don't have to worry about them. Thank God. They're not going to start anything, yeah. you know, but like they'll, they'll start, they'll get really nasty on Facebook, you know? It's so it's, that's, and, and it's only a few, right? And, that, and that's just the thing. Right. It's always just a few assholes. Right. It's the loudest, stupidest people that generate the most attention. And they're the ones that, that get everybody riled up. And it's not like they're getting everybody riled up on their side or on, on the opposite side. They're getting everybody riled up because basically they're promising to cause trouble of one kind or another. Well, I saw, I saw this post. And, and this post was alarming, but it, it, the problem with the posts is you see, you, you, it's all very clickbaity, right? But you click on the post, you get into the post, right? And, and the, this particular post I saw led me to, I believe, Instagram. So it took me from, from Facebook to Instagram. What you see in the post is um, this dude was being attacked by all these protesters with skateboards mm -hmm. and he was on the ground and he was getting the shit kicked out of him. And then someone said, I'm going to kill you. And then he stood up and, you know, pulled out a gun and let off like two or three shots mm -hmm. and killed somebody. Okay. So I'm thinking, Holy shit. Like, this is horrible. Protesters beat this guy up. But I'm like, that's not the whole story. No, Where, it's where's not. The rest of this? Where's the rest of this? Who, who actually are these, these creeps with the skateboards, right? Well, are they protesters that. or are they just scumbags who happen to be there 
ready to capitalize on stupidity, you know? Well, not only that, but like, okay, so-and-so got his ass kicked. Uh, what did he say? You know? Sure. Right. Yeah. Like nobody gets their ass kicked just because, you know? They right. have to be made a target. You have to be the target for some reason. Right. At least at these things, right? You, 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 you have to draw attention to yourself somehow right. in order for people to come at you. If you're just walking down the street, minding your own business, nobody's going to be like, hey, there's a white dude, let's fight him. Nobody's going to do that. Well, and you know, like it's, it's so, like, so frustrating because I don't know if, you have, if you've had a chance, you know, to go and be a part of any of the, the protests that have happened or like the protests or marches or anything. I don't know if you've had a chance to even go and be like a spectator for it, you know? Uh, I, I would imagine, you know, I, a lot of people just staying away because they're worried about their family and they're worried about their safety, you know? I did, but like, I did, I did a protest in the beginning when uh, Trump first got uh, elected. Yeah. I, did, I did one of those uh, Latino-based protests. Yeah. I don't even remember. It was, it, it, was uh, it was nice, but, you know, nothing really happened. And, yeah. You know, not, like, uh, it was poorly organized, so I don't sure. know if anybody even cared, you know? Right. Um, I didn't see it on the news. It was, it was pretty, but, but. So, like, I've, I've, I've been a part of, you know, as, with, with this whole thing that's been going on. The BLM, or the BLM. The, the, yeah, the Black Lives Matter. You know, I did the one here that was in my town. And then, you know, it, it's, it's like I've been there to witness three different things, right? And I can tell you, like, I don't know what's going on or, you know, who's posting what or where footage is coming from. But at none of the, the ones that I've been a part of, has it been anything like nobody's trying to start a fight? You know what I mean? Yeah. And so, like, it's my theory that what people have been seeing on the news or what people have been seeing on what they think is the news, yeah. what people have been seeing retweeted and reposted, like, it, it's definitely not the majority of this stuff. It's, it, these are, out, like, outliers and outlandish circumstances. It's got to be because, you know... Uh, I don't know. All, all I know is that what, what you were just saying is that like violence doesn't happen with no, like it doesn't just happen. Yeah. Something triggers it, you yeah. know? And it, it, yeah, it, it's not just like, Oh, protesters are violent, crazy people. No, something's happening when they're doing their protests. Right. And they've, they've, you know, they've already shown it. Like you've got these crazies out there, like the Boogaloo boys who are like jumping on the back of this stuff, like opportunistically, yeah. right? Like we're going to go and start crap at these protests because it's our opportunity, you know, to make people, to, to make it look like Antifa is some kind of violently organized thing, you know? Like, yeah. I don't, I don't know. I don't know about all these organizations like, the KKK, the Antifa, all these people, like all these extreme extremists. I don't know if they're even playing along. There's been videos of provocateurs who are independent of these people. 
yeah starting things like yeah like there was one guy who was caught up and he was he was a police officer he was a police officer dressed up like a protester but you know covered up and spray painting stuff and breaking stuff and then protesters went up to him and is like stop that what are you doing like why are you doing that and you know and so they're following him and it's just like they're gonna think we did it you know uh-huh. and so there's been a lot of that there's been a lot right. of that. anyway going back to that video i was talking about on instagram i i followed the thread and read some of the comments and it eventually it got to possibly the truth i don't know if that's the truth either because i mean i don't know i don't know what these like you said you don't like these things are small circumstances. They're not huge. They're 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 few and far in between, at least from the the greater protests that have been happening. But you know, like you said, the news, the, you know, video, all these things they, they promote these things, to, and it just makes people you know crazy scared. But right, like uh, it makes people call, react. You know exactly because people because the news they just want you to click on their stuff, right? Right. They're just trying to generate revenue, whereas they're all, you know, unfortunately, they're freaking people out. But anyway, so I followed, I followed the thread and I found out that what was happening is they were, they were protesting um, around the, uh, they were, they were doing a, a, a nonviolent protest at some Columbus statue, right? Christopher Columbus statue was getting taken down. They were protesting. They are walking around, kind of, I guess, celebrating, right? That it was getting taken down. And there were people there who were against Christopher Columbus's statue getting taken down. I don't know how I feel about Christopher Columbus. Whatever, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, but, like, then these guys, the guy in particular who shot the person, he was provoking stuff. He was, you know, brandishing his gun, threatening yeah. people that he was going to shoot them, saying awful things to people. And so then I guess eventually he got what he wanted. He got a fight, right? Yeah. So now the guy is getting charged with felony murder or who knows what, right? But that guy's going to jail. He fucked up his life. And, and it's just like these people, they don't think. Right. Right. Well, and. I, more and more, I think that's that's like just the standard American policy is people don't think. We just don't think anymore. I, I like as a mass, as a group of people, individuals think, people don't think, and you know, like we're we're just cruising so fast down the downslope, you know. Yeah, right? Like, things right now. Right. And it's it's because people fight over stuff like this, like like Columbus, right? And it's on on one side, you have people, they they don't actually give a shit about Christopher Columbus. They don't know anything about Christopher Columbus. What they know is that for 40 or 50 or 30 years, they've been taught in school and you know the, their parents and everybody is you know, like Columbus Day is important and Christopher Columbus is the hero who discovered America. You know that's what they know, and that's what they're fighting. They're fighting about what they think they know. Yeah. They're not fighting about the truth. 
They're fighting about what they feel like, like is an important, valuable part of their identity, right? But nobody, we don't know shit about Christopher Columbus, unless you go out of your way to learn, you know? Yeah. And when you go out of your way to, to learn, you find out, oh, it turns out, like, historically speaking, he was kind of a piece of garbage. He was, <laughs> he was not, a, not a good people. Like, the, the, uh, like, there's a reason, you know, he, he was sailing for Portugal and, and not Spain because they didn't like him where he was from, right? I thought he was Italian. I don't know. I, I'm making, <laughs> I, like, I know... Here, I'll tell you, I'll put it this way. I know. He was sailing for, yeah, go ahead. He, anyway, go ahead. He, he was not sailing for his native country. He was not. Because his native country basically said, like, this guy, we're not interested. We're just yeah. not interested. And so, you know, whatever. I, I, I'm proving my point. We don't know shit about Christopher Columbus. <laughs> yes, but everybody's, you proved your point. You proved everybody's, your point. Everybody gets worked up over what they think they feel about Christopher Columbus. Yes. And, what, and they, they have these feelings about Christopher Columbus, but they don't know, Jack. It's not like Christopher Columbus is important to them. But their feelings about Christopher Columbus are sure as hell are. Like, How backwards is that? You know, what a, you know, we're wacky people. It, it is because we're all this wacko. That, is that statue, that statue coming down, is that going to affect? Like it, I mean, it's not affecting me. Is that going to affect your day to day? Are you going to be able to not eat because Christopher Columbus's statue went down in fucking no. Virginia or where the fuck that was? No, you know, or but it, it, or who knows where? You know but it I mean? means a whole hell of a lot to some people. You it know does, what I mean? But, but it's ridiculous but, because even to them, even to them, if that statue goes down, it's not going to make their fucking, their, their, their milk and their, and their cornflakes right. all of a sudden purple. Oh, shit. The Christopher right. Columbus statue went down. My fucking milk is purple now. Right. You know? Yeah, right. It's oh, horrible. We, we, we tore down a Christopher Columbus statue and now racism is dead. Yeah. <laughs> you know? <laughs> yes. Yes. Now it's dead forever. Yes. And, Way to and go. Now, now by tearing down the Christopher Columbus <laughs> statue, <laughs> we have made up for the genocide committed against Native yes, Americans. Yes, yes, that I, I mean, is, yes. All of a sudden, all the Native Americans who had died at the hand of Christopher Columbus have rose out of their graves and are now populating, you know, the Southwest. Yeah. And like, you know, I, I absolutely don't want to like minimize the cause of, of people, you know, anybody's causes. I don't want to minimize their causes. Like, yeah, it is, it is absolutely important to recognize yes. the terrifying history of, I, I don't even, I don't, I will preface this by saying, I don't know the appropriate ways to say these things, but like the terrifying history of European colonization of the Americas and specifically, specifically like white people just wiping out anybody who's not white in the Americas. And probably, I guess it would be fair to say the rest of the globe. Yeah. Like, yeah. It, we have to acknowledge that that's, that's real, that that's, that's a horror, a creeping horror on the history of the world. You know, I don't want to minimize the importance of those arguments, but like all of like, 
like people but, who are going to lose their minds yes. because a statue's coming down. That's the part with, that drives me nuts. This is like yeah. somebody shot somebody. Yeah, lost their life. That's somebody's kid. That's somebody. Mm -hmm. Somebody. Somebody lost their son. You know. Yeah. Imagine that somebody lost their son, and because because you're an asshole and you want some statue to go down, and you, you know, whoever you are, shot somebody. Are you? I don't know what kind of psychopath you are, but if you're a normal person, you're not going to be able to sleep at night because you're going to live with that for the rest of your life. Right. You killed yeah. somebody. You took somebody's son or yeah. daughter. I don't know what it was. I couldn't tell. Yeah. Non-gender, binary, whatever. Whatever, yeah. he, whatever he, it was, he was, her, she was, she's gone. He's gone. And, and, and it's your fault. You got to live with that. And over what? Mm. A statue. A statue. Oh, yeah. Does the statue have symbolism? Is it, is it worth taking down? Probably, yeah. Right? It's a horrible yeah. person, right? Uh, but America wouldn't be the way it is if it wasn't for the colonization. I mean, right. America might have just turned out to be another third world country. We don't know. You know yeah, who, who knows? We'll never know, right? I'm not arguing that the statue should come down or shouldn't come down. I'm just saying you fucked up your life over a statue. Or, you no, know, you've fucked up a number of people's lives. You've fucked up a number of people's lives, including right. yourself. Like you, you have you have created a real, legitimate, hyper local human cost because you had to be out there, you know, uh, proud of your gun or and proud of proud of the fake history that you think you know and whatever it is, right? Like you have to be out there and now. Somebody's dead. You have to deal with it, you know, and, and, and you're going to jail. You're going to jail for a long time. And not only that, but I don't, he's probably going to be branded a racist. Good luck with that in jail. Yeah. I, well, he'll, he'll find the right people in jail. He'll find the right people, but, but I mean, that ain't, yeah, that, that's not any better. That ain't exactly protection. Yeah. What do I know about jail? I don't know. I, don't, I only jail. know what I see in the movies. <laughs> <laughs> but no, like this, this is, this is just one of like we're just like touching the iceberg. Like, think about how absurd. When when you actually sit down and start to kind of examine, you you do the thing that nobody ever ever seems to do. You have a little bit of introspection, and you start to examine the way that our whole society and our culture and our country works. And it's just like at every turn, it's just like theater of the absurd. Yeah. It doesn't make, and none of it makes any sense, you know? And like, you just start digging at it. And it's like, why is, why do we do this this way? Well, because you know, whatever it is, whatever it is, pick, yeah. pick an example, whatever. Why do we do, why do we do healthcare the way that we do? Because 60 years ago, somebody said, this is the way that we should do it. And nobody has rethought it since. And nobody has. And, and every time anybody tries to rethink it since then, yeah. uh, people throw their arms up in the air and say the word socialism without knowing what the word socialism means. Right. Or, you know, for that matter, like why, 
or like, I guess, staying on the healthcare thing. Like, why is it, why is our whole system of healthcare predicated upon what kind of job you have? Not just whether or not you have a job, what kind of job you have and where your employer is. And like, that's, that's how it's decided how good or bad your healthcare is going to be. Right. That's the decision, you know? Um, well, why, why do we do it that way? Again, because that's a decision that some people made, you know, like 80 years ago, it's a, a couple guys sat down in a room and hashed it out and said, this is the way we're going to do it. And if you question that you're un-American, you're a goddamn communist, you know, you may <laughs> as well have a hammer and sickle stamped in the middle of your forehead. Like, well, that's, that's the way, that's but, the way they, they, they get to uh, like make you do what they want you to do. Like, all yeah. those, if you don't agree, you're the bad guy. Right. Yep. Oh, you, you have if, if you and it, it's not even if you don't agree, it's if you have the gall to just question, just ask the question. <laughs> yeah. Just ask the question is like, hey, uh, I hear I hear in like Germany and in France, they get like six weeks of vacation a year. Um, why do we only get two? Yeah. You ask that question, boom, you're a communist. You are a communist, sir. Yeah. Two, two weeks of vacation a year isn't enough for you, you pinko son of a bitch. I, I, I don't, um, I myself like having my insurance. I like being able to, oh, fuck, I fucked something up. I'm going to go straight to the orthopedic surgeon and not go through uh you know my main healthcare provider etc cetera, etc cetera. i'll just go straight there i'm gonna pay all the extra money uh i can go to wherever i want i like having the speed at which i can get the attention i need right okay but i would also like it if other people if something happened to them that they could also get fixed Oh, they broke their leg. They broke their ankle. They broke their, you know, they 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 jerked up their knee. They can go see a. They can go see an orthopedic surgeon. You know, do you know the only the only difference I like having is I like being able to, you know, have my options. But I would like it if everybody had healthcare. Like everybody yeah. should have healthcare. Well, and. Uh... Look, I'm I'm not sitting here trying to like make make the argument like I know what the solution to anything is. Oh no, you did. You said you did. You just said you said you know everything. I did. <laughs> yes, you did. Holy crap! Play it back. I'm gonna play it back on the show. No, <laughs> no, but but no, that it's like I I don't know for a fact that like like single payer healthcare is better. I you know I. I tend to like look at the data and think like if if we went that way we'd all be paying less and we'd all be covered and you know for 70% of the medical procedures it would be better and like yeah some things would get worse but it's you know you you make that trade off and you know I think about my own interactions with healthcare over the years um being you know what what they are based on you know, I, I, you have insurance, you, you know, you, 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 I, you've got to know from experience is because I know from experience, the first thing they do is deny coverage. 
doesn't matter what you're filing. It doesn't matter what you're asking for. It doesn't matter, you know, what, what kind of bill gets submitted to them. The first thing they do is deny it. I, and so if you go, if you go to the doctor, you're going to, for anything, you're going to spend the next six to 12 months fighting administrative battles with your insurance provider. We, you know, we, we like the, the company I work for has changed the healthcare providers in the last, or you know, insurance provider in the last, I don't know, like two, three years ago, it changed. And uh, the current provider has been just as you described. Every time we mm -hmm. need to go and get something done, we get something rejected. Yep. And someone, whether it's me or the doctor's office or someone has to argue yeah. the rest of that money back. Yep. And it's yeah. like, what the fuck? Right. What I'm paying you. I'm paying you to cover this. Right. You you get money from me every two weeks. Uh-huh. You know, plus whatever my copay or deductible is. Exactly. You know. And and you won't cover like you won't cover a doctor's visit. Yeah. Right. And so it's it's just one of those things where like, why, why is it if you even question, if you even ask the question, is this really the best that we can do? In 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 America, the quote unquote greatest country on earth. Like, this is this is the best that we can do, really. And it, well, like for me, I mean, I I work for a pretty large company, and we get. I think what would widely be considered pretty good benefits because of the size of the company that I work for, you know? And even that, like the insurance is, I mean, you, every single thing, it's some, somebody at the doctor's office or me has to fight to make sure that the, the coverage is, is what it is. So is that the best we can do? I don't, I don't think it is, but if you, if you question that, if you if you say maybe maybe can we start just looking at a better way to do this can we can we investigate alternatives can we educate ourselves just suggesting those things is enough to get you basically thrown in prison for treason you know well it's like, like it, it's, it's like the police thing right the the police thing right now that's that's happening where people want to disband the police defund the police and first of all First of all, let's be careful about what we're doing with the goddamn police. Let's not, let's not get rid of these guys. We need the fucking police, all right? Call it whatever you want to call it. Call it, you know, the, 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 the enforcement yeah. uh, organization. I don't care what you, whatever you're going to call it, I don't care if you just want to, you know, like break it up and then bring it back together and call it something nice and blurry. The rainbow uh, fighters collection well collection. yeah i mean i don't i don't care but we need we need police we need police now uh, some of the things i heard about how they're how they might take care of defunding or or or, or dismantling the police is not in fact uh what people think it is or think right it it's just they're gonna they're gonna get rid of everybody because that department is lost or that team is lost or whatever, or that that whole structure is lost and they're going to rebuild it from the ground up. 
but it's going to be the police. It's just going to be. I, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I don't really know enough about it. I like, I can't speak about defunding the police with any kind of authority. What I can say is from, from what I do know about it, right. From the, the very minimal amount of research that I've bothered to do because I'm a bad, lazy human being. <laughs> um, oh, we but, all are. I mean, who has the but, time? You're working. You I'm know, working. one of the things that that I wish, like, there there is a message there with the the defunding the police that I think could go a long way, and it's like people are missing it, and and the people who are kind of promoting this defund the police idea, dismantle the police idea are kind of missing this message, like missing promoting this message. Part of a prop, potentially the biggest part of the problem with police violence is that our police are asked to do way, way, way too much. There, there are too many things that they're put out on the streets to deal with that they're not equipped to deal with, yeah. you know? There's, they're, they're not equipped to deal with me the mentally ill, you know, they're, and they're, you know, they're, they're sent out into these situations, domestic abuse, mentally ill, corralling homeless people, you know, they're, they're out there, not so much enforcing the law as mitigating interpersonal disputes yeah. or trying to help somebody who's you know off their meds you know whatever that's you're asking right there just those handful of examples that i've put up there like you're asking you're asking like an officer of the law to handle things that are so far outside of anything they really know how to do anything they're they're really prepared to handle yeah and so of course shit's gonna go wrong you know because you're, you're putting people into situations that they're not, that's not what they're there for. You know, your, your neighbor, your, your friendly neighborhood police officer is, is there to walk the streets and know what's going on and stop crime. And then when you start piling all of this other stuff on top of it, well, now they're, they're supposed to mediate domestic disputes. They're supposed to uh, mediate, disputes between neighbors. They're supposed to corral homeless people. They're supposed to, they're supposed to handhold um, uh, mentally ill people who are having a, an episode. Yeah. Well, I, th that's a big part from what I have read. Like I said, from what I know, which is very limited, mm -hmm. that's kind of the big message of the defund the police. Yeah. Stop stop giving the police all of this extra money and basically piling weapons on top of problems that you don't need weapons for, you know? Right. It's, it's like, you're right. They're, they've made the police a catch all for, yeah. for, for, for like the domestic issues and, and the domestic issue could be anything it could, or, you know, local issue, local on the street issue. It could be, it could be, like you said, a domestic abuse issue, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, a mentally ill person or a gang fight. Right. You know, right. They're, they're supposed to go from, you're telling me 
that they're supposed to go immediate a husband and wife who are having an argument and right. the guy's probably kicking the crap out of her. And you and tell me how 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 helpful is it to send somebody wearing body armor and armed to the teeth into the middle of an argument between two other people? Well, like, how helpful could that possibly be? Well, the crazy stories are that you show up, you know, you do the cop show up and, and, and you try to stop this stuff. But then, you, you know, the only way to stop this thing is to get the guy out of there. Right. So you're going yeah. to grab that guy, put him in the squad car. Right. So now you got to grab this guy. Now you got him fighting you and you're going to get his wife or whoever. Right. Kicking the crap out of you, too. Now you got two people mad at you and you were there to just save the day, you know. Keep the one chick from getting, you know, the snot kicked out of her. But, you know, right there, that save the day, what you just said, specifically the words, you're there to save the day. That's, in my humble opinion, another part of the problem is that we, we think of police officers like they're, they're heroes, right? Well, that puts an awful lot of pressure on a police officer. I don't know about you. Like, when you're expected to, to swoop in and unfurl your cape, and save the day and really all you are is just another regular dude or a regular woman yeah. who's got a badge on and maybe a gun on your hip like i i i know a few cops personally and i have not met an asshole in them yet the guys that i know i have the exact opposite experience i have the, the guys the guys <laughs> i know <laughs> The guys I know, I know from jujitsu. I know from just personal, like life and stuff. Just you know, friends, but mostly from jujitsu. And the cops that I know, every single one of them, every single one of them, especially from the well, all of them. They have. They are all just amazing people. Amazing people. Perfect person. The perfect people for the job. Now. I seen some posts on the Facebook that make me think, oh man, you know, like why'd you post that? Now I have a less, you know, I have a lesser yeah. opinion of you. But aside from that, because I mean, you know, things are uh, I, they they got their perspective, right? But with uh, that said, when I talk to these people and the and 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 the, the, the personal experiences, some of them have told me some of their stories on the street and stuff. I I have nothing but the highest like opinion of the, the, the police force in whoop almost knocked my remote my my uh, mic off. Um I have nothing but the highest respect and opinion of the people who are in Illinois as as police officers. Well I'm I'm glad now, that now that's been me, your experience. <laughs> so like well tell me tell me what you uh I'm not going to speak in any specific terms. Okay? Yeah. I have known personally several. You know, I, I'm not close friends with any. And there's reasons. But I have known several police officers throughout my life. In, in my personal life, outside of their role as police officers. And then, you know, I, I have had the opportunity in my life to to interact with more than one police officer who was working in the line of duty, you know, uh, and, and not as like somebody getting arrested. I'll put it that way. You know, like, no, not as a, tr I'm, I'm not interacting with them as if I'm a troublemaker or anything like 
I just, oh yeah, I remember a specific. You know? I remember a specific uh, occasion when you were um, kind of instigating or kind of being a a jerk to a police officer. What? Yes. When? I was fighting at the Golden Gloves. That wasn't a police officer. That was a police officer. No. He was a police officer. <laughs> he was well. If he was a police officer, he wasn't on duty at the time. He was. A, he was a security guard. He was not the police. He was not being the police there. And I wasn't being a jerk to him. What did you say to him? All I said, like, I was trying to look in uh, to see if the fight was going on, like, if I could find you in the in the crowd or, or ringside. Yeah. And he kept telling me, he's like. He's like, you can't go in there. I'm like, I'm not going in there. I'm just looking. And he's like, you can't look in there. And I, I didn't say, I, I just waved him off. <laughs> no. I just waved him off. And then? And, and he's like, I, and, and he, he started getting closer to me. And, and he's like, I told you, you can't go in there. I said, if I'm remembering this correctly, I was like, brother, I'm just looking to see if I can see somebody. I've got my ticket in my hand. What are you going to do? Uh-huh. And then he just left me alone, you know? That was not the story you told me. Well, this is a long time ago. What's the story that I told you? Basically all that all that until the end where you're like where he's where he's like, Well, don't go in there and you're like, do something. You said that to the guy. You said I may I may have said do something. <laughs> I may that may have happened. Right? Like, do something. And I'm like, Jesus Christ. The dude was like Three feet taller than you, and 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 like a man. Well, yeah, but he's not going to do anything to me. <laughs> if, there, if there's if there is one thing that you know you should know about security guards who are security guards, not police officers, and especially if they're police officers and they're off duty, acting like a security guard, they're there to observe and report. Hmm. They're not there to touch you, and if they touch you. They have they have done poorly. They have they have gone outside of the scope of what they're there to do. What, anyway, what about what about bouncers? I don't know anything about bouncers. I, I mean, I I, I mean, have, it clearly clearly bouncers like physically throw people out of joints all the time. Yeah, like it, it never happened to me, but it clearly happens, right? Yeah. But anyway, no. Point being, I. Of all of the police officers who I have known, both in my personal life and interacting with them as individuals while they're doing their job, every single one of them, in my experience, has been just the most awful, shady, sack of shit person who is 100% and, and would put, put it to words, 100% more invested in projecting authority than they are protecting anybody or uh, than they are enforcing the law. No, they're, they're more they're like in my experience, they, every single police officer they could not give less of a shit about the people that they're there to protect. No. They're, they're a lot. They're clearly 100% more interested in, you're going to do what the hell I tell you to do because I'm the one standing here with a badge and just so happen to also have a gun. I wonder if it has like, I'll give you, I'll give you an example. I will give you an example. A few 
months ago, like towards the very beginning of when this COVID lockdown started to happen, I heard what I will swear was, was gunshots from my house. Like I'm sitting in my house and I heard pop, 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 like very prescribed, right? Not like random, like, you know, when you light fireworks off, there's kind of like a randomness to it. Mm-hmm. And then firecrackers don't sound like gunshots. Firecrackers sound like firecrackers. Gunshots have a louder like bang to them, you know, yeah. like a crisp, higher pitched boom, you know? And that's like, that's what I heard. I, you know, maybe it, it could have been firecrackers, but I have never in my life heard firecrackers go off that with that kind of like prescribed like per- perfect intervals right like it wasn't it, it was like somebody take it sounded like when i've been at a gun range because i have shotguns plenty of times in my life you know it sounded like being at a gun range somebody taking aim and shooting at a target you know it was very prescribed so i called the police and then you know i didn't call 911 i just called the police like i'm pretty sure i just heard gunshots you know and they were like, well, okay, we'll send somebody to, to, they were like, well, how do you know it wasn't firecrackers? I was like, well, this is what it sounded like to me. And they, and they were like, okay, well, we'll send somebody to, to, to drive through the neighborhood and check it out. And I figured that was, that was it. You know, I hung up the phone. I went to the bathroom. I'm sitting in the bathroom and I hear the doorbell ring and I'm like in the bathroom. So I'm like, well, I guess who, there, it's probably, I don't know where it is, you know? And then they they start pounding at the door, like pounding, like if I don't get there, they're going to break the door down. So I finished up my, my dirty, sinful business in the bathroom, (laughs) run, run to the front door, open it. And there's a police officer standing there, you know? Yeah. It's just like, did you, did you call in gunshots? I was like, yeah, I called in because I thought I heard gunshots. And he said, well, it was, it was just kids with fireworks. And I was like, oh, if that's what you're telling me, then, then that's fine. And, it, and then he just continued. Like he stepped in towards me and like from his tone and his presence, it was like, like these weren't his words, but this is the message that I took away from it. Like he leaned in and he, was, and he said, like got in close with an intensity. And he's like, I'm telling you it was gunshots. And what I heard inside my head was whether it was or whether it was gunshots or not it was firecrackers that's what that's what this guy's telling me this what this guy's telling me is people don't fire guns around here and even if they do we're going to tell you that they're firecrackers Mm. you know and and he just was like like projecting authority right he came to my home my home after I called the police because I thought I heard gunshots in my neighborhood and he's standing on my doorstep, like quite literally with his body and his voice projecting authority at me in my own home. That's my experience with police officers. That's they, they don't, they're not there to give a shit. They're there to make sure, you know, they're in charge. And that's funny because that's not the job of the police. It is not anywhere the job of the police to project authority. That's yeah. not part of what they're there to do. Well, here's here's oh shit. Here's the issue with with when you're dealing with uh, you know situations, and I think 
because first of all, first of all, like I said, I, I or actually what I wanted to say before, I I have I wonder if the guys I know, because every single one of them does jujitsu, right? Um, whether whether I met them through the the schools I've been in or from wherever. These guys that I know personally, that I think highly of, every single one of them does jujitsu. So I wonder if that has something to do with it. I also, if, uh, you know, forgive me for being a cynic, but I wonder what what your interactions with them would be like if you never met them in, in jujitsu and you met them wearing their street. uniform on the street. That's that's the other thing too, right? Like I I know these guys and I consider them friends, right? Mm -hmm. uh, on the street, if they didn't know me, how would they treat me? Yeah, like I don't know. But one of the things, one of the things, and and this is not. This is from what I gather, but I think part of it too is when they enter a situation, they have to establish authority. They have to establish a certain amount of superiority. And it's not for, it's not to, it's, and it's to make sure that, because if you walk in there and you're me and, and there's an aggressor there or someone who can become an aggressor, you, you've already kind of lost that, 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 that footing, that framing, you know what I'm saying? So now they think they can take you by the way you're acting, if you're not acting confident. Unfortunately for you, in that particular situation, it was unnecessary, right? Mm -hmm. So maybe some of these guys don't know when to turn it off, right? They don't understand when to turn it off. Or maybe that guy's just being overworked because that's another problem with this. These well, guys yeah, I mean, you know, it goes back to, look, I don't, I don't think... It's a hard job. I, I don't think it's an easy job. I don't think that police are just naturally monsters, yeah. you know? I think that they get too much asked of them. They're sent out on the streets with, with like the only thing they have is weapons, you know, yeah. they're not equipped to do anything other than battle, yeah. you know, and, and battle is not the solution to 90% of the things that they have to come up with. Well, you know? the, the guys, the guys that I know who, who do jujitsu, one guy in particular stands out of my mind and I don't want to tell the story because I don't know if I can. Um, mm -hmm. but the other thing is, it's not my story to tell. And when I tell other people's stories, I feel like, I feel weird about it. Right. It's not my story, but, sure. um, there's one particular situation where he describes as being very calm and, uh, the, the, the person that he was trying to arrest had mental issues and all this stuff. And so he, he got, he got he got all kinds of shit thrown at him and he never lifted a finger to hurt this guy. Mm -hmm. You know, mm -hmm. and he, he told me like how much, you know, restraint, of course, you know, this is his story, but I believe him. Right. And just thinking about, let's say, let's say half of that was true. The, the amount of restraint that you have to have in a certain situation is crazy you have to be super disciplined absolutely super disciplined and the guy i'm thinking about is super super disciplined 
because mm-hmm. he does scuba diving in the like like tunnels and caves and you have to take all kinds of courses they don't just let anybody do that shit because i guess at one point there's like tunnels that are like freaking yeah well you can get stuck in there you misjudge your time yeah find your way back out yeah that's... you're fucked yeah. right and yeah. so he he's super disciplined and if you look at the guy he has a physique of a super disciplined guy i think mentally all together he's like highly disciplined now not everybody's that right not everybody's right. that i think we need to be vetting people a little harder on on the not only well, the physical yeah. aspect of this but also the mental oh isn't that isn't that part of it isn't it being a police officer it's supposed to be like a vocation right yeah. like it's supposed to be something that you're called to that that like you you take this duty this awesome duty and responsibility that you have to adjudicate the law you know that's like to to defend people like that's it's an awesome awesome amount of accountability right and so you you would want to hope that the people who who are out there doing that job are doing that job because they feel really strongly you know it's something something that that is just very uh part of their identity you know what i mean like it's it's a huge deal but that's not the case like no being a cop's just another job for a lot of people for a it, lot of it, people it it's, is it's i need a paycheck and they were able to get a job on the police force yeah. you know there there are people like the guy i'm talking about yeah. who is who's this is absolutely his calling right yeah. and then there are people like you're describing who would be just as happy flipping burgers if they made the right. same amount yeah. of money no like how, how many people are out there who who have jobs as police officers or or whatever because when they were like 17 or 18 years old they were like you know what I, it'd be so cool to have a gun you know <laughs> like it's, it, it sounds stupid but there are a lot of people there are a lot of people that i know personally that's why they're cops it has nothing to do with anything else yeah I get when they were 18 when they were 18 years old they got their jollies off the idea of walking around being legally able to walk around carry a gun like that's that's why they went down that road in the first place. That's too bad. That's you know? really and too it, bad. Because it, it makes, is. Because it makes, it makes people like my friends that I know, it makes them look bad. Well, because I, I, yeah, I, I mean, boy, I would love to meet a police officer who didn't just make me immediately sick. I would love you know, to meet somebody who is a police officer who, like, I wasn't just immediately from their demeanor, from before even, this is, this is the weird thing, before even finding out that they're a police officer, like, I, the, the number of people who, like, I've been in, in conversation with, like, meeting at parties or whatever, and, like, I'll be in, like, three minutes of conversation with, like, Jesus, I just got to get away from this schmuck, you know, <laughs> and then, and, and only then do I, afterwards, do I find out like, oh, that they're, they're a cop. Like, oh, well, it makes sense. The pattern rings true for me, you know? Yeah. But it's like, really unfortunate like, that you've made Man, I would, I would, I would love, because when it comes down to it, I want to respect police officers. I do. Yeah. You know, I want to respect them. I want to know. I want to feel like when I see a police car go by, 
that they're the good guys. I want to feel like that, you know? So I would love to meet a police officer who within three minutes of talking to them didn't do something or say something to make me sick. I'd love it. It would be great. It would break, it would break a horrible oversight on my part. So like growing up in Chicago, right? Um, I had, I had my fair. I grew up in Chicago too. Huh? To be fair, I grew up in Chicago too. Oh, really? But I grew up on the north side. I grew up on the southwest side. Right. Yeah. I also had had the privilege of being, you know, white kid. Yeah. You know. I had the privilege of being Mexican. Which is a privilege in its own right, just different benefits. Different benefits, yes, <laughs> yes. <laughs> but like, so like I got, now, let me, okay, so like, and let's and let me let me I, I can't help but want to preface this with the idea that this was my experience. I didn't think anything of it until someone told me I shouldn't be having to live this way. Then I became the victim. I was like, oh no, my life. And then I, I'm finally looking at it and thinking, well, what the fuck? So what? It happened a long time ago. You know, and you know that not everybody's like that. I know police officers now that are very nice guys, and if they did stop me on the street, it wasn't because they had any kind of malice intention towards me or any kind of opinion. Now, growing up in the in 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 the south southwest side of Chicago, I got stopped a lot by the police officers, right? And I I had I'm bringing this up because I told my wife the other day, and this is still kind of fresh in my mind now, but. When I grew up, I hated running, you know, having to see the cops because they would always stop me. They would always stop me and ask me what my gang affiliation was. And the phrase was, who you, you know, what you be about, right? I hated it. It was, it was an inconvenience. Mm-hmm. It was an annoyance, you know? At worst, it was a little scary at times. But for the most part, it was like, oh, fuck, here comes the cops again. You're like, shit, you know? Like, you know, hopefully they won't give me a ticket or hopefully they, they don't, they don't fuck with me. Right. But it was just like, fuck, there's a dog, you know, there's a dog. Oh, got to walk across the street. Oh, there's a cop. I'm going to go this way. You know, it's just, yeah, you put up with. Right. And it wasn't a big deal. Right. Now, you know, I grow up, you know, you, you get a professional life, you meet other people and, White people don't have the same experience or at least the same perspective, right? So I grow up and I'm realizing, holy shit, my life didn't have to be that way, right? So then I, I started thinking, oh, you know, woe is me. And then, you know, it took me a while. But my friends, you know, some of my friends, again, through jujitsu, were telling me, you know, like, you know, so what? Especially the Brazilians. The Brazilians will tell you, man, they're like, fuck. You think that's tough? You should fucking check out Brazil, right? You know, you got favelas and you got all that shit where everybody, you know, like, you know, a bunch of poor people mm-hmm. and people are, you know, scraping by. You, you fucking head shoot, you know, like big deal. So like I, there's, there's that part of it, right? Like in terms of, you know, my life and all that. So now I don't think of it as a that big of a deal anymore. Right. It's not that emotional thing because when it was happening, it wasn't a big deal for me either. 
So like, why is it a big deal now? Like, it, I, I don't, it happened a long time ago, it doesn't matter. Now, I will say that there's been a few times, and one, one time in particular, uh, where I lived, there was a bus terminal, right? And so I would get off of the bus terminal and then walk home. I was like three blocks away from, from the bus terminal. So there's been a couple of times I get off at the bus terminal and a fight breaks out between whatever factions or whatever groups. And so in this particular instance that I'm remembering, I'm coming home. There's a bunch of us on the, on the bus. The bus driver says, oh, crap, everybody get off if you're going to get off. And so I'm like, shit, my house is three blocks away. I think I can make it. So now that I think about it, it was probably pretty fucking stupid. But I jump off the bus, right? And like me and like five other people jump off the bus. Because, I mean, home is not far. And we all run it, right? We run out of the, 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 the whatchamacallit, the, the bus terminal. Yeah. We run out of the bus terminal and run home. Right, we all split, we all go our different ways. And the bus, before I can even get off the bus, he was already closing the doors and booking it out of there, right? So I turn around and I see the bus driver already out. Like he, the bus is already going down the street. He's already making turns and getting out of there. Meanwhile, the, the group of people that are fighting is getting bigger, right? There's a bigger crowd growing as I'm running down the street. And by the time I get home, there's shots being fired. Right, I hear yeah. shots go off. Yeah. Right, and all I could think about is, "Fuck, where is the police?" Right. Mm -hmm. So, like, I, I just can't help but think that there's a certain amount of like hypocrisy with all of this. We 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 need them. For instances like this, they had nothing to do with that situation. That situation brewed all on its own. There's all kinds of reasons for that to happen. It was probably t territorial and drugs, and who knows? Who knows what happened? But that fight broke out. It had nothing to do with the police. Nothing. If anything, we needed the police in that instance, right? I just don't understand. I, I understand that we have a certain amount of fear of them right now, but I, I can't help but think that it's manufactured to a certain extent. It's being pushed too much. Am I saying that the cops uh, are in the right here? Well, yeah, I also think that, so you're telling a story that's, uh, what, from 25 years ago, right? About, yeah. You know, and the difference in over the last 25 years in, in just the, the number of police, the number of police has just gone through the roof. Yeah. Right. And then the the kind of weapons that they have and the tactics that they use and you know they they've they have become militarized, you know. And so that's why I think people are afraid of them because now they're more they have more sheer physical power than they've ever had before. Yeah. And so yeah, you should be afraid. You know, one thing that I actually also am seeing though that there's a there's a very macabre part of me that actually likes this you know oh geez <laughs> uh is that so there there are like 800 million police officers 
or no, 800,000 police officers uh-huh. in the United States, which means that on average, there's one police officer for every 425 people in this country. Okay. Yeah. And one of the things that has made these protests, this round of protests different is that it's obvious, it's obvious that the people have figured that math out. That there is no amount of rubber bullets and tear gas that is over that is going to overcome a 425 to one deficit, you know? And so the protesters aren't afraid. The protesters know if if and when it comes down to it, they outnumber those cops. And I'm sure that's one of the reasons why the cops react so violently is because they know that they're on average outnumbered 425 to one. But I, like, I, it's just a problem. And you know, no, I'm not a police officer. I don't know jack shit about how to police. I don't know any of it. But at some point you'd think there'd be some learning that, boy, the more that you escalate this, the more that you go in there with more force, that's when shit goes out of control. You know, when There's you a- try to stomp this shit out yeah. with, with pure force, that's when it spins out of control. Maybe stop doing that. Maybe yeah. stop re- responding to protests against police brutality with police brutality. Maybe, I, maybe. I, I don't know. Again, I'm not. I don't know anything about police. I'm gonna have to say. I'm gonna have to agree with you a little bit on that. Mostly because I've seen other, again, posts on the internet and stuff of how some of the police officers have handled the protests, and and these are the guys we need. They. They escalated. They in they're in there. They're talking to the people. They're 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 not they're not trying to be anybody's pal, but they're they're there to show them that they're one of the people because they are they are one of the people, yeah. you know, and and um and they and that but the unfortunate part is is that it's a fraternity, right? Like they need they need the support of their fellow officers, right? So if you break that that bond, that brotherhood, that you could you could be without backup when you need backup. Right. Yeah. You know? So I, I mean, it or takes you, a lot could, of you could get straight up murdered. You yeah. Know? Exactly. Like I mean, it takes a lot of courage, and, and and a lot of smarts, and a lot of finesse to be able to be a police officer of that kind, and still manage. To be friends with not only the people but also your the 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 brotherhood the the, the other police the other police the police officers it, it's it's a very it's a very difficult uh, line to walk um, I my hat's off to them well and you know typical job we're making I mean we've kind of just bounced we we are having just the most unfocused conversation ever sure. but but like you know to the point that you were making like you're telling this story about this fight that you know that this gang fight at the bus terminal and you know you're running away and you're, you're hearing guns firing and you're like where are the cops you know yeah we need cops. hey yeah to, to that like yeah i mean i don't see how we could have no cops you know but i definitely absolutely see the whole kind of side of it where do we need 800,000 police officers? Do those 800,000 police officers need tanks 
and assault rifles and well, you know do they do they need that stuff or should we back it back it off right let i'm using corporate terms here but like right size things you know get it get it to, to where like yes you you have the police that you need to respond to the real honest to god outbreaks of scary violent crime right and then you reapportion all of that hundreds of millions, if not hundreds of billions of dollars into the right kind of support for the stuff that the police shouldn't be, be burdened with handling anyway. Yeah. And the, I think that's the big problem is the police handle way more of the stuff that they shouldn't, that's not part of what they're there to do. They handle way more of that than the violent crime, which is what they are there to do. I think, I think the best thing that can come out of this, which I, I'm hoping is what happens, is um, they, they do a, a police reform of, of, of what you're basically saying, is we have our tactical team, we have a team that's, that's for the gang fight that broke out at the bus terminal. Mm -hmm. Those guys show up, they handle it, they, they, you know, they, they shoot the people that need to get shot and wrestle down the other guys and submit the other guys that need to be handcuffed and, and, and taken away, right? Because there are going to be people who need to be shot. It, that's, that's, yeah. I, mean, I know it's ridiculous to say. That's, I, what, that's what we should be putting on our money instead of e pluribus unum. Instead of out, of out of many, one. No, it should, uh, the dollar bill should say on it, America, there's people going to need to get shot. <laughs> Come on, man. This is, no, no, no. You see, no, that blurb is going to get totally taken out of context. <laughs> Good no, God. I mean, there are bad guys. There are bad guys. There are real, honest to goodness. Sure, yeah. Psychopathic, evil, bad guys. And we need people to take those guys out, right? And we need a police force that does that portion of it. But we also need a, 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 an, a law enforcement type person that handles the things that you're talking about. Well, like social services, right? Yeah. You know, and there's the argument to be made that from the eighties until now, like that's what happened is police forces started getting all of this funding that used to go into social services mm -hmm. and used to go into like mental health care and stuff like that, you know? And, it, you know, I, I don't, again, Man, I don't know what I'm talking about. Just like no, I didn't no. know, I didn't know what the hell I was talking about with Christopher Columbus. Although I maintain, I maintain that I proved my point. I proved, I exact, I couldn't have proved the point that I was trying to make better. Yeah. I couldn't have proved it possibly better. Nope, nope. But, and, and, oh. and you know what's funny is, is I'm horrible at history. But anyway, but like, but I agree with you in terms of like, there, there should be a team that handles the aggressive people but here you you need a special type of social services person that was a big word for me to say uh it was difficult for me to say with all the anyway we, we need a we need a specific type of person because they can't they need to be able to not only address an issue where there's mental illness but what if the person's aggressive right they need to be able to handle that aggressiveness you because Hey, you know, I, this is another and, and, but place. But it's not a like, guy with a gun, right? It's a guy this with is a purple another thing where, like, 
we we hate to do this in America. We hate it. It's it's as if I, I mean it's it's like drinking poison to say this, but like that's something that we could learn from looking at some other countries. You know, look at look at the way that the police handle aggressive situations in England where they don't carry guns. You know? They have a whole textbook of tactics. You know, there are videos that you can watch of how they how they handle aggressively violent situations without guns, you know? Mm-hmm. And like we we could learn from the way that that they do policing in other countries now again that's you can't say that here you can't say as an american you can't say well well maybe there's something we could learn from the british or you know maybe there's something that we could learn from the norwegians or the swedes no no no. if you say that you are committing treason yeah i there we have to figure out a and because you know this is the podcast that's going to do it we have to figure out <laughs> now I lost my train of thought, fucker. America. <laughs> Some people are gonna need to get shot. Yes. That's, and this is the That's the name of this that's the name of this episode. Yes, yes. No, I'm not naming that. <laughs> I'm not naming it that. Well Actually, no. you know what I also want to put because I'm starting to run out of time here. Yeah, I wanna I get this I wanna get this on the record. Look, I am probably I'm I'm 100% certain that I have said things that are either offensive or I've said them in an offensive way or I've said them in an insensitive way because I just don't know the right ways to say them or I'm too stupid to not say them at all and I like I want to get it on the record that all I'm doing is trying my best. Yeah. I'm trying my best to navigate the world and Anybody who wants to point out to me the, 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 the insensitive or horrible things that I've said, by all means, point them out to me, and I will be the first one to apologize for it, and I'll do what I have to do to make recompense, I th- right? I think, um, but I don't think you're alone in, in your thoughts, though. You see what I'm saying? Is this, um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, I'm right there with you, by the way. I, I stuck my foot in my mouth. Sorry. But... But I think that the whole country is as as confused about this whole situation and unknowledgeable, not as knowledgeable as, as we are, or at, like us, un, un, not knowledgeable. Like we don't have, we don't know how to fix it. I don't even know if the people that know, how, um, that have the rings, I don't know if they know how to fix it. Yeah. We're all we're That's, all in the same boat in terms of how to kind of think about this. And so right. I, I think I think if people I don't think people should have hopefully people won't throw stones in a glass house, <laughs> is what I'm saying. Right? Yeah. But hey, for for just to, to the point like if you need, if if somebody needs to throw stones, please throw stones. Because, man, all I want to do is learn, right? I want to learn. If I if I can be a better ally, throw stones at me, yeah. right? Like like if it's gonna if it's gonna help me learn to be better at at not sucking as a human being, then throw the stones at me, by all means, you know. 
All right. All right. Well, I guess we should call it quits, huh? We yeah. didn't get to talk about the show. We were going to talk about alone. You know what? Watch a few more episodes. We'll do this again next week. Okay. Or maybe take sooner notes. if you're up for it. Take take notes. Yeah. Take. I'll I'll watch. You watch. Take some notes. Write what down. What episodes some stuff. are you watching? Well, I've I've watched season six because that's on Netflix, and then I went and watched season one, and I watched season two, and I'm working my way through season three. So I I think I watched season one, or I'm watching season one episode one. And in the first episode, dude breaks his leg. That's season six. Oh, that's season six. That, because you're I'm watching, watching it, it on Netflix. Yeah, that's season six. So we let's talk about season six. Keep watching it. Uh-huh. Take some take some notes. Uh-huh. Let's go into it with an agenda, right? All right. Let's, we'll let's, let's go into it with here's here's what we're gonna talk about. Yeah, because uh, I I didn't expect us to talk about so many so, like politics so much. Yeah, I didn't expect it to be such a serious. But I think the the world is exploding with like these emotions right now, right? Yeah. The whole world is like everybody is brimming over and, and nobody knows what, like what you just said, nobody knows what the solution is, but Hey, we got it out for, for the last hour. We got an uh, hour and a half. We got it out of our system. There you go. So hopefully oh, we never have to talk about it on the podcast again. Well, hopefully nothing else happens. This right. It keeps happening, man. Like fucking COVID, then the fucking yeah. Now we're we're spiking again. You know, give it give it another couple of weeks. Give it another couple of weeks. We're gonna be back under stay at home orders. Oh fuck me! You know, if the numbers keep going the way they're going, COVID will be. And I gotta hope I'm wrong about this. But if the numbers keep going the way they're going, by the end of the year, COVID will be the third leading cause of death. Yeah. Right under, right under heart disease uh-huh. and cancer. Uh-huh. Yeah. It's ridiculous. And, and people, I, I went to... Uh, and this is, you know, the greatest country on earth, right? The wealthiest country in the history of the world. Well, I don't know if that's going to be very true for much longer. No, well, we're on the downslope. Yeah. Scary and sad. Yeah. All right, man. All right, take it easy. All right. Let, let me know when you're ready to do another one. Focus, and and we'll just keep it focused on alone. I think. I we, think. Um, we won't be so political. Uh, yeah. I, I. I. just. I feel like I don't have any rights to talk about politics. Yeah, I, I feel the same way. I'm not. I'm not a. I'm not into the politics. I don't like looking at it. It makes me angry or upsets yeah. me, and I. I avoid. And, I avoid looking at Facebook on purpose. Right. And, and I never know as much about this shit as I like to think I do. Oh, I, right? I know I don't know anything. Like, I right. know I don't know what I'm yeah. talking about. Like, yeah. Like, I'm the last person to be given it, you know, political advice of any kind. Yep. But anyway, all right, brother. Take Good it easy. Good to see you. Bye. Bye bye. Music, yes, yes, y'all, is by Matt Large. You can find that over at Epidemic Sound. I hope you guys enjoyed today's podcast. Um, a lot of the stuff that we were speaking about today is generally off the cuff. None of it are really thought out ideas. Uh, so please, please take it all with a grain of salt. We're just a couple idiots talking on the uh, on the internet here. So 
if you want to support the podcast, go over to shop.theflowrowpodcast.com. And thank you.